What is the Podcast of Matrix? The Podcast of Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery. As you guys know, you can find me over at OurSuccessGroup.com. Excited to be here, catching up with you guys, talking about the five things keeping you from success, the five things holding us back, that kind of stuff. These talks typically come from a place of, yes, I want to share, but yes, it's also something I want to work on in my life too. I always love uh, good conversations like this and and uh, kind of getting ready for this. So for many of us, uh, this is the beginning of a uh, potentially long weekend. Fourth of July actually falls tomorrow on a Sunday. A lot of people are observing Fourth of July on the 5th, which is Monday. So having a having a bit of a long weekend here. So with Independence Day being tomorrow here in the United States, uh, July 4th, it got me thinking about freedom and what freedom means to each of us is, is different. But I think as business owners, a driving force for a lot of us is financial freedom. And um, we, we find it difficult to create that financial freedom for ourselves because I think and, and 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 I'm saying this again, coming from a place of this is something I want to work on personally too, but coming from a place of the fact that we might not have the most healthy relationship that we could with money, you know, over the years, uh, we've kind of been made to believe some things about money. You know, how many times have you maybe heard the saying money doesn't grow on trees or how many times have you maybe said that to your kids or to other people around you? You know, so money doesn't grow on trees or um, the only sure thing is death and taxes or uh, it takes money to make money. Uh, you know, we, we've got all sorts of these sayings and beliefs that have been built into us or that we've chosen to believe over the course of our lives, um, you know, one of, one of the other ones that um, I hear, have said, believed, what, whatever is money is the root of all evil. You know, uh, I'm, I'm always looking at, okay, if this doesn't make sense, follow the money, right? And, and yes, money can lead to bad things. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. But, but those are all beliefs that we've built or have uh, had help building. Um, now, again, at the end of the day, sorry, the uh, air conditioning just kicked on and it's going to be super loud. So I'm going to try to get that turned off here. Forgot to turn that off. Apologize for that. All right. So with all of those beliefs, you know, these are things that we've chosen to believe. Yes, we might have had help getting them in there. You know, maybe our parents uh, it, it, it said those. But at the end of the day, these are all beliefs that we chose to believe. So, again, the point here is five things keeping you from success and um, so let's let's dive into these things around money and uh, then we'll go from there. So the very first thing that's keeping us from success is our self-limiting beliefs. Um, oh, Todd says, I've never noticed it when it kicked on, huh? Maybe it's just me and it just feels like uh, I'm in this <laughs> jetway. All right. But number one, self-limiting beliefs. You know, as I just talked about here, most of us have been given these self-limiting beliefs and then chose to take them to heart. 
um, the, the difficult part is that most of these self-limiting beliefs that we choose to listen to came at us in the form of good intentions. You know, they were to protect us from failure. They were to protect us from disappointment. Um, you know, they were, you know, maybe came out of frustration when you were a kid begging for another toy or, or something along those lines. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't buy everything here, you know. And, and while those things are not true, we have to come at them from a different vantage point. So um, the sayings most of us hear that I just mentioned before, but some other ones, you know, the ones like money don't grow on trees, but there's others like there's never enough money to go around. You know, if you grew up in a place where money was a bit tight, you know, that that's probably something that uh, you felt or, or, or maybe still feel today. Um, you know, maybe the belief that wanting more money is selfish. Um, you know, I know for me personally, I have continue to work on uh, overcoming this choice, but I've made a choice to believe that there's a lack of abundance that, you know, I have a, a very natural competitiveness built into me. It's actually one of my strengths is my competitiveness. Um, and, and so I find myself in the trap of, you know, if, if they're successful, I'm not going to be all successful. So I have, you know, that the, there's this lack of abundance, the, the pie is only so big. Um, but deep down, I know that's not true. I know I have to choose the abundance mentality. You know, so what are some of your limiting beliefs around money? Uh, go ahead and put those in the comments there and, and we'll see if we can process them. Because what I wanted to do is talk about what these things are that are keeping us from success. But I also want to give you a process that you can start to change these things and, and some ways to look at these things. And then again, a process to put into place you know, we're not going to be able to just go, okay, that belief that uh, we've cultivated over the course of, you know, in my case, 45, 46, 47 years, <laughs> um, you know, we're not going to be able to just go, okay, yep, I don't believe that anymore. Boom, it's gone. You know, now I think we can get rid of it a lot faster than it was built into us if we're intentional about the process. But first, we have to start shifting our mindset. So as you guys are starting to put in what your limiting beliefs are there, uh, especially around money, because I want, like I said, I want to use some examples here and, and process through these. But um, have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. 
the the first part I want to start giving you the process then. So, like I said, the first part of the process is we just need to start shifting our mindset. And and to do that, the first thing we want to do is we want to write down all of the limiting beliefs that we have about money. You know, the money is root of all evil. I don't deserve to have money. There's only so much to go around. Any others that that you guys come up with here. We want to write those down in detail. Get the feelings associated with those beliefs. Uh, maybe you can also work on tracing back the root point where that started for you. you know, again, maybe it was the fact that money was tight in your household. And every time you'd ask for a toy or, or something that you wanted, um, you would get get pounded with that, you know, oh, money doesn't grow on trees or there's only so much to go around and, and that kind of thing. So just kind of get to the root, you know, again, maybe that root doesn't pop up and that's okay. Um, you don't have to be that specific, but just every detail you can kind of get about that belief, get it down on paper. And, um, and, and that's the first part. That's the start. The second part of this is, um, to then take all of those beliefs. And then I want you to start writing down all the reasons that it's actually not true. So, you know, again, the three examples that I had, and again, I'm looking to you guys to start putting your self-limiting beliefs. Feel free to share. This is uh, open. It's it's just uh, just the four of us here, five of us here, and, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. But <laughs> just kidding. Um, so go ahead and, and share it. In fact, I won't even, if, if it makes you feel more comfortable when this gets out to the podcast form in about uh, three, four months, I won't even uh, share your name, so I'll just read what it is, okay? So, um, but let me start with the, the first one that I had as my example, and let's talk about the reasons why it's not true. So money is the root of all evil. Well, is that really true? Can I, can I say that is a true 100%? And I would argue that that is not true. You know, I believe that everyone deserves to have the life of their dreams. And I also believe that the world is a better place when people are fulfilling their purpose and sharing your gift. And you need money to be able to do that. You know, money helps you better share your gift with others. So, you know, think about um, some of the, the wonderful things that people have been able to do with money. Uh, there's a, a story in, in uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul about a... Uh, gentleman who just kept creating all this wealth thinking that was going to lead him to happiness. And, you know, he started off being, you know, pretty wealthy. And then he went to uber wealthy where he owned sports teams and things like that. And what he finally found in happiness was delivering wheelchairs. He charted his own planes and, and started delivering wheelchairs to people in third world countries um, that were, you know, having their limbs blown off by landmines and stuff like that. And, you know, so, that doesn't seem too evil to me. And, but he had to have a lot of money to be able to do that. You know, Bill Gates started a foundation that does a lot of good in the world. And, uh, but that foundation doesn't happen without money. So again, start writing down all of the reasons why it's not true and then go from there. So, uh, thank you for sharing here. Uh, I've always said that whoever said that money can't buy happiness, never bought a dog, you know? So, there you go. You're starting to spin that 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 self-limiting belief of money can't buy happiness. Um, <laughs> now, again, I, I promised I wouldn't share who's sharing these things, but uh, um, I know that your dog doesn't always bring you happiness. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, money is the root of all evil. Okay, so let's look at the next one. I don't deserve to have money. Is that really true? Can you say that's 100% true? Um, 
Uh, so another one that is shared in the comments here, I'm not smart enough has been one that I'm working on. Okay. And, and again, write all that down, get all the details about um, the feelings around it, uh, maybe where that started, um, how that started. And then from there, start talking about why, why is that not true? You know, if you know where the root was, why, you know, maybe it was somebody saying something to you and go, okay, do you know that that's true? How, how does that person have the authority to do that right? or to say that? And, and that be a belief that you have to hold on to, right? And, and it's a process. Like I said, we can't just go boom and they're gone, but these self-limiting beliefs are holding us back. Um, uh, another share here. Thank you so much for sharing. I should always share and give to others before myself, um, which, you know, thinking about that whole one, that's not necessarily a bad belief to have, but maybe we just need to um, get rid of the last part of that and instead of it being, I should always share and give to others before myself should be, I should always share period. Right. And, and again, just, just making these tweaks. So we'll talk about that the last part here in just a second. I want to get too far ahead of myself, but, but thinking about that, where that came from, you know, if you, if you don't give to yourself first, you will have nothing to give to others, right? So we have to start flipping these things around. But again, just getting to the core of that, the root of those things as much as you can, um, understanding what they are, and then start writing down all the reasons that you can come up with that they are not true. Pretend like you're uh, uh, an attorney arguing against those beliefs, right? So you're writing down all of the reasons that that's not true um, and, and get creative. Uh, another share here is I struggle with being too humble. Always thought it was good, but not for my business. And 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 again, certainly nothing inherently wrong or bad about being humble. I think uh, humility in business is actually a good thing. It just depends on how far you take it, right? And 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 so it's not that it's not good for your business. It's at what level you take that to. You have to you have to believe in yourself to be a business owner. But that doesn't mean that you have to be a narcissist and an arrogant, you know, a word, right? It, it just means that um, you you have to be so passionate about what you're doing that that there's a belief there. Uh, so it's finding those exact, it's finding those happy mediums, so to speak. Um, and then thank you for this comment uh, in regards to the share and give to others before myself. Uh, the, the reply is exactly my cup is sometimes empty when others uh, I have f filled full. Exactly. And, and, and so kind of getting our, our arms around that and, and just changing the language and changing the way that we, we have that belief. And, and, that's here's the great part about this. All these things are nothing more than just beliefs. They're just beliefs that we've created. They're, they're not any more true one way or the other. Um, they're, they're just beliefs. And so we have to intentionally create the beliefs that are going to lead us to the success that we need. So um, let's see here. Let me, let me finish off my examples and then we'll come back and, and do so. So I said, one of them was, I don't deserve to have money. And again, can we say that that is 100% true? You know, again, my belief is that everyone deserves to have the life of their dreams and, and, and that the world is actually a better place when people are fulfilling their purpose. You know, so kind of the same thing that we did with the first one. Um, and then again, back to money is the root of all evil. Um, 
money can be used for both good and bad. You know, it, it's more, more likely greed that causes people to do bad things. But we talked about, you know, the, the places where people are using money to do very good things. So um, it's not money that's the root of all evil. It's it's what you do with that money and, and how you're you're acting, you know, the, the greed, the, the, the some of those other things that that might get in the way. So uh, changing those beliefs um, and then there's only so much to go around, which, again, can that be 100 percent true? And I would say no. Uh, I just read an article the other day that said to uh, 2020 the year of the pandemic, the, the big, you know, everything was terrible and dumpster fire and all this other stuff. Well, that year created 56 new billionaires in the United States alone. So we have to kind of start changing our belief that wealth is actually created and there are billionaires and, and people that are very wealthy that we've never heard of that live very normal lives and, and they give back without fanfare. You know, money is, actually made up of things and is so here's the other part about money money is actually a made up thing and it, it basically is just really a belief system that's been built around the world of, of belief and trust um you know for most of the financial systems that are out there right now there's no real backing to it you know, the us dollar is not backed by gold anymore you know, that hasn't been for a long time. So there's really no reason that we all can't be wealthy in our own unique ways or, or, or wealthy in a monetary way either. Um, you know, we have to have money to fulfill our idea of success. To, to speak to the comment here, we have to have money. We have to have ourselves filled up to be able to fill up other people's cups. So, all right. So that that's the, the so you write them down, you get detailed, then you start coming up with all the ways that it's not true or that it could not be true. Right. And again, acting as if you're an attorney trying to prove the opposite of, of that. And, and then finally, we just have to start replacing those beliefs with, with alternative beliefs. You know, for the example here, I should always share and give to others before myself. The, the, the more positive belief there could be, I should always share period you know, and, and, and be, and, and so that way we're getting rid of the negative side of that. I think that's still a very positive belief. Um, and, and, and one of the other comments, you know, I, I'm, I'm not smart enough. Well, how about just saying I am smart enough or, um, money can't buy happiness. Uh, and you know, adding uh, has never bought a dog, you know, so I, I, money can buy happiness. Uh, um, you know, we all know rich people who are unhappy, but we all know poor people who are all equally unhappy. So I don't think there's a, an exclusive relationship there either. Um, so again, the final part of this process is we want to start taking your negative beliefs and having an alternative. So write those alternatives down. And then I want you to carry those alternatives with you. And every time that limiting belief pops up, I want you to think about the alternative. I want you to take that piece of paper or card or wherever you have that alternative positive belief. I want you to take them out and I want you to read them. If it's possible, if you're, you're in a safe place where you can actually do this, I would even read them out loud. Um, I'm highly suggest if you can read them out loud that, that you would do that. But either way, I want you to read them and then just make that you know, sit with it for just a second and make that conscious decision to believe the positive. So 
back to our examples here uh, that I had, and then we can look at some of yours again. I think I gave a couple of, of examples. If you guys want to put more limiting beliefs in there, feel free. Or if you want to start putting in what your positive alternative belief would be, that would be awesome too. So my three examples were money is the root of all evil. And so maybe the, my positive belief should be money is rooted in good and leads to peace or Maybe money leads to happiness for myself and those around me. Um, so those would be the the alternatives that I'd want to write down and carry with me. And then every time that thought came to my head, money is the root of all evil or some variation of that. I would pull my card, piece of paper, whatever out, my, my note on my phone, however I had them. And I would go, money is the root of good and leads to peace. Money leads to happiness for myself and those around me. And then again, sit in that and make that conscious decision to start changing those beliefs. Um, so the second one, I don't deserve to have money. Well, maybe the alternative there is financial freedom is my birthright or money comes to me easily and harmoniously. Again, just making that alternative. Uh, the next example would be uh, that I had was there's only so much money to go around. And so the easy alternative there is there's plenty of money to go around. You know, just like uh, back to the uh, um, not smart enough. Um, I am smart enough. <laughs> just changing the one word gives you the positive. And, and so it's not that it's easy, but the process is simple. And it's just a matter of continuously doing that in a conscious way. Um, so let's see here. There's only so much to go around. There's plenty of money to go around. Or maybe I'm grateful to share in financial abundance with the rest of fellow humans. However that works for you, you've got to come up with a positive belief that works and, and makes sense to you. Um, so, yeah. So that's number one, limiting beliefs. And again, if you guys want to pop anything in there and continue talking about that, I'm happy to come back to it. But I, I do want to keep this rolling. So um, I'm going to keep moving forward because I know there's a little bit of a delay between when I'm saying this and you guys are hearing it. So while that's happening, I'm going to move forward here. And the second thing that's holding us back from success is having one source of income. Now, I know that this can be a challenge for folks to kind of wrap their heads around. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I almost feel funny in a way talking about it because I know at our success group, we talk about really focusing your business and, and having a niche and being really uh, targeted. And I totally still believe that and 100% believe that. Uh, but having more than one source of income and being targeted and focused on your niche are actually two separate things. They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, so when we talk about having multiple sources of income, you know, so maybe my, my niche is uh, I'm working with volleyball clubs and volleyball is my niche and, and specifically youth volleyball. Well, I can have multiple sources of income there still, you know, I can have, I can have my Etsy shop. I can, you know, promote and sell through Facebook. I can um, set up at events and set up at tournaments and, and, and go that way. I can work with club directors. I can have wholesale. So I want to just keep building all of these ways that, that, that money can come in and then also maybe start looking at some other ways, you know? So um, things like having, uh, having a rental property or, or, or owning property, you know, being a homeowner, uh, that will generate wealth for you. 
ultimately home ownership is is a great way to to generate wealth for yourself so um just kind of not limiting yourself to okay yes i want to get really good at doing this i want to re get really good at making sure that my website's excellent but that doesn't mean that that's what I'm focused on all of time. What are some other ways that we can bring in money and, and just start trying those things, working towards those things, looking at other sources of income. Most of the, the financially free, financially wealthy that we look up to as these points of reference, um, most of them have at least seven sources of income. And again, we, we sit and look at that and that, that becomes hard to wrap our brains around because it's like, oh God, I've got to have seven businesses or, or seven. No, that, that's not, <laughs> that's not the way it works. You know, you're, you have one business and then how, do, which ways do you bring money into that business? And, you know, what are some alternatives that you can do? And then, you know, you want to start thinking about some ways that you can create some passive income for yourself. And, and passive income is where you, it basically works on its own and you're not having to create anything else. Um, so, you know, maybe you've got a, a course or maybe, you know, there's some way that you, you can, again, rental properties or, or, or you know, um, Airbnb or, um, <laughs> you know, there's even ways that you can kind of rent your car or, or things like that, you know. Um, Maybe you're delivering groceries on the side uh, for a while to kind of get money coming in. So uh, when we talk about having multiple sources of income, it doesn't mean that you've got to go out and have seven businesses that you run. What it means is that you have to have different avenues or streams that are coming in. You know, so I've got income coming in from going and doing vendor fairs. I've got income coming in from my Etsy shop. I've got income coming in from my website. I've got income coming in through uh, the direct contacts and my, my normal business, my local business. Um, I've got income coming through from uh, maybe doing some wholesale stuff or, or supporting others. You know, and I, I've got some income coming in through some affiliate programs that, that uh, you've set up, you know, you, you share with people out on social media and then they go buy something from Amazon and you get some money back from that. And, you know, you've got some financial investments that you've made uh, that, that are, that are sound investments that, that you're earning interest on. Um, all of those things are other sources of income. So, that's the next thing I want you to look at. But again, I don't want you to go so far with that and to think that you've got to have seven different companies or, or more or whatever. So that's number two, having one source of income and, and, and focusing only on that one stream of income. It might be the better way to say that. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the next one here is um, financial, <clears throat> excuse me, financial unawareness. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. <clears throat> Get the tickle out of my throat there. All right. So, um, the third one is financial unawareness. Uh, some people might consider this financial illiteracy. Um, 
you know, and, and this this one is a, a, a challenge also to, at times to wrap our brains around here because, you know, we all think that we've got a pretty good handle on money, right? We we know how money works, but with the exception of a very few people that are do nothing but, you know, that are in the banking industry that are, you know, people like Warren Buffett that, that really have spent all of their lives trying to learn and exactly figure out how money works. We know very little about money. Um, you know, but yet we'll spend a, a ton of time learning how to make products. And, and most of you have invested in learning how to improve your business through our success group. Great stuff. Um, they're all great things, but how much time do we also spend devoted to learning how to create wealth? Um, you know, what books have you read about money and investing and, and, and the, actually the cornerstone of all financial literacy is actually budgeting. So learning how to create and stick to a budget. And, and actually that's the final piece of the puzzle we're going to be working on during our five keys of planning. Uh, that's actually happening right now. We had our first one on, on Wednesday. Most of you guys are familiar with that. And um, this coming up Wednesday, we're going to be talk about defining the people, but the last one is about creating budgets. And there's a reason that that's that that final piece and, and a cornerstone piece. Uh, and so on July 28th, we're going to be talking about how to create budgets. Now we've talked about this before, but I know this is hard. And, and especially for folks like us in the decorators community who are very creative people, typically creative people and accounting type people, you know, bean counters, whatever you want to call them, that, that, that more credit debit type uh, folks are not always the same people. In fact, most times they're not the same people. So taking some time as a creative to actually work on a budget and to actually sit down with a budget, not only for your business, but also in your personal lives and, and set those budgets, you know, and that's just the first phase. After you set those budgets, you also then need to go back to them and review them regularly. And you need to be able to go, okay, What's working and what's not working? Why am I over budget on this? You know, make those hard decisions about, well, maybe it is time to get rid of Netflix or maybe it is time to, um, you know, make some some different decisions about things. Um, you know, maybe I've got to make sure that I'm bringing in more income and figure out a way to do that. So, again, the first part is setting the budget, but the most important part is actually then reviewing the budgets and then making decisions about what you've learned from reviewing those budgets. And, and that is financial literacy, is, is being able to take what you've got right now, figure out how to use less of the resources you have currently, or figure out how to create more of the resources that you'll need to continue spending and, and, and getting to where you wanna go. Um, so creating a budget, and then reviewing a budget, those are really important tools that we've got to all get better at. And, and we've all got to figure out ways to put that into our system, our process, our daily lives, you know, to, to set a time that quarterly or twice a year or at minimum annually, I'm reviewing those budgets that I've created. And, and so it's all this work at the front end. But again, if we make all these things into processes in our lives and our business, they all become second nature, but we have to get to that point where it becomes second nature. So that's why we talk about things like we're talking about here so we can start that process in motion. All right. So third, financial unawareness. And then one other quick point on that. 
find some books on this and and, and do some time spend some time reading um regardless of whether or not you're male or female a, a great one to just start off give you a really nice basic understanding of of financial literacy is called rich dad poor dad um it's a great place to start um i don't know if it'll actually show up just just go search it on amazon i, I will put it in the comments afterwards. I don't think the comment's going to show up in Facebook from StreamYard here. So I will put this Amazon link in the uh, in the comments after I'm done here so you can see that. But but just go look it up. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, great place to start. And then just find other books. Learning about compound interest and managing debt are, are massively important to future financial wealth. All right. So that's number three. Let's get to number four here. And again, you guys feel free to pop in with anything, anytime. Don't doesn't matter if I'm already on to number four and you want to talk about number one or whatever. Um, that that's what we're we'd like to do here on Small Business Saturdays is just make sure that we're we're communicating, we're getting the information out there to you, but that we, you know we're getting questions answered. We're we're having that conversation. This I know I'm the lucky one that gets to be on this side of the camera and and talking the whole time, but that doesn't mean that you, your thoughts, opinions, ideas are, are not equally valuable. So get them out there and um, uh, feel free to share. All right. So the fourth thing that holds us back from success and, and holds us back from that financial freedom that that I believe many of us desire and I mentioned it briefly in that financial literacy, but it's, it's debt. Um, the fourth roadblock here that is is debt. And Americans, we're and, and and most of the developed countries around the world, we're really good at carrying debt. Um, the the banks are really good at uh, making it sound like it's no big deal. You know, ah, oh, we're just taking fifteen percent, no big deal, right? And, and um, the interest that we're paying on that debt and, and the pressure that that debt puts on us. It really actually is very difficult. So the best piece of financial advice that I ever got or have given is don't worry about investing in anything at all if you have any debt. Every bit of investment that you make back into yourself should go first to paying off any debt, right? Now, if you've got maybe a student loan or, or something that's that's small interest or, or the interest isn't there, then that's, that's the one, um, um, opposite to the rule, right? It, so if, if you're not paying interest on, on that debt, then yes. In fact, you know, if you've got these, you know, 24 months, no financing offers, do those things, but just make sure you pay it off in 24 months. Right. In fact, I wouldn't pay it all up off up front. You know, anytime you could take advantage of that, you want to hold on to your money in your bank account, making interest for you as long as you can. But when you start having debt where you're paying interest, the sooner you can pay that stuff off, the better. The, the more money you can quote unquote invest into paying off that debt before you start investing in stock markets or trying to, you know, investment properties or anything like that, anytime you can do that, um, highly recommend that. So um, your, your first priority in, in money is clearing up debt. And, um, now there, there's also some other things. Again, I started talking about it briefly and don't have, uh, the ability or, or 
time right now to get super deep into this, but there is a difference between good debt and bad debt. Um, you know, basically good debt is the debt that's taken uh, on to improve your future in, in some significant way, you know, so um, debt on uh, homeownership is actually not, not terrible. That interest that you're paying on, on your mortgage is actually deductible to your taxes. Your home is typically uh, appreciating in value. So whatever you've spent on that interest is actually building wealth that you'll be able to have at the end of that. Um, you know, so property is definitely something that can maybe be good debt. And again, any kind of investment. So maybe some of your debt is that you took out a loan to be able to build your business. Well, guess what? If that's going to actually make a significant improvement and, and grow your business in a significant way, then then that's good debt, right? As long as you understand that there's that interest that's got to be covered in what you're you're generating. So at the end of paying off that debt, you actually created more wealth for yourself or did that interest create um, less wealth or, or more debt for, for yourself? So, you know, bad debt is the debt that doesn't really advance your future, right? It's just some toy or something, um, you know, overspending on your credit cards or buying a brand new car that's not going to improve your, your life right now, right? You know, so for us, we just bought a brand new car, but that was improving on our future life because we're going to be driving to all the places that I used to fly to before. And, um, and it, in one of the goals in, in our family is we want to do more traveling together. And so being able to drive to the places we want to drive to and spend that time together as a family is something that's going to improve our lives. But if I just wanted to buy a sports car because I was having a midlife crisis, that might not be good debt, right? So you, you've got to look at only you can determine what's good debt, bad debt, but you have to look at it honestly at the end of it. So um, that's number four, debt. And last but not least is not asking for advice, right? We, we kind of, for some reason, that money is this private thing and that we're really not supposed to talk about it with others. You know, we, we don't want to feel bad um, if we're, if we're uh, unclear about money. We should know about money or we don't want to make other people feel bad if they don't have money and, I, and we're talking about it, right? And, and again, that's just a belief, just like the, the self-limiting beliefs we talked about in number one. That's just a belief. And it's just not true. Um, we need to talk to others. We need to seek advice. We need to also seek professional help when it comes to this, when it comes to money, you know, so having an accountant or a bookkeeper or a banker or, or an investment advisor, you know, those are all very useful people to have around you in your world. So, um, you know, for example, any financial advisor at your bank would be more than happy to meet with you, to review your financial situation and give you free advice on how to grow your wealth. You know, they're not trying to sell you. You already bank with them. So you're a customer already. They, they're not trying to sell you something new. They want to give you advice to how to create more wealth because the more money you have in their bank, the more wealth they're going to create too, right? So, so it's a, it's a win-win situation. Um, you know, any wealthy people that, you know, at, at, you know, maybe you've got a day job and, and, and there's some people there or, or socially you have some other people in your lives, family members or whatever, 
ever that that are are you look up to them as wealthy take them out to lunch and ask them to give you some tips and and what do they do you know how have they invested or what was the best thing that they ever did for themselves you know listen to people like warren buffett and and you know other people that are are financially well off out there and and understand what they did so most people are going to be more than happy to help and and they're not going to look down at you you know they're actually going to be impressed with your initiative that you're showing and and getting out there um so when it comes to not asking for advice just get over the fact that money's a private thing again money is not evil money is none of those things those are just beliefs that we've decided to believe so let's change those beliefs have the conversations ask for help you know spend money on an accountant that that's one of the best business investments that you can make is having somebody help you keep the finances going you're you're a creative you're you're here to make and here to to do all that stuff have somebody that really loves the financial side of it that's there as somebody that's in your corner saying hey okay yep you need to cut back on this but yep you know let's do more of this having that person that that is solely focused on the accounting side of your business is huge um you know and it doesn't have to cost a whole lot it doesn't mean that you're you're meeting with them hourly and you're getting charged $200 an hour and you're you know it this is not a massive investment you know this could be something where annually you meet with an accountant or or twice a year you meet with an accountant right and you know, a couple hundred dollars so um not not a bad investment to make there and then again just make sure that you're asking for advice so there you go. That's what I've got for you guys. Let me know what other comments you guys have, what other thoughts you guys have. Um, if we want to go back to any of the points or you've got another point, what what else is holding you back from success? You know, today was talking about the things that that uh, around money and and kind of understanding that um, our relationship with money and then the things that we do around money are our very well, in fact, most likely holding us back from where we want to go. So, you know, the, the whole idea of you got to spend money to make money, that's a belief. But at the same time, when we talked about good debt or bad debt, it's okay to have good debt, right? And so we want to understand what's going to get us closer to our goals. You know, so debt is not bad just by itself. Debt's bad if it's just frivolous spending that we just think that, you know, we can, you know, live our lives off of our, our credit cards. I do, uh, in, in our family, we purchase everything with our credit cards, but that doesn't mean that we carry debt. It means that because the credit cards give us cash back or points or whatever it is that, that you can get out of credit cards, there's zero reason not to use a credit card. Um, it's just, you get into trouble when you use a credit card and then you don't pay it off. Now there might be times in your business or your financial life that you can't pay it off and that's okay. That's what that credit is there for to help you get over that. But if your intention is to just keep running up credit cards all the time without a plan to get out of it, that's where you've got a problem. And that's where we go back to the budgets. You've got to have a budget. You have to understand what you're spending how you're spending it, where you're spending it, what you can do better at, what you can do more of when the money's coming in, all of that kind of stuff. So um, 
that's what I've got for you. If you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. I appreciate you guys tuning in and being here. Hopefully this was helpful. Um, like I said, if you do have any questions or comments, go ahead and, and put those in right now. Um, again, as I mentioned, coming up uh, this Wednesday, we've got uh, the uh, second part of the five keys of planning, which is talking about defining the people. And uh, as I mentioned in the Our Success Group training on Wednesday, if you were part of that, defining the people is important, even if you're a solopreneur, right? Business is about people. It's a loose collection of people coming together to try to create wealth. And so we've got to define the people, whether that's other stakeholders, maybe it's a partner, um, maybe it's um, you know family members, spouse, whatever. Um, and then the stakeholders around further out, you know, your vendors, um, maybe some assistants or a virtual assistant or, you know, even as a solopreneur, there's still people that have you have to surround yourself with to be successful. You know, maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's the, the training group that you go to. You want to define all that and get clear about what your goals are and what their role is in that and making sure that they understand that fully and vice versa, right? And, and and so you understand what they're all about. If you have employees, you know, getting them involved. So um, that's what's happening on, on Wednesday. Um, and then after that, we're heading to Dax, Kansas City. So if you're in the Kansas City area, make sure that you get over to the Dax show. It's D-A-X-S-O-W.com. And it's out by the airport at the uh, KCI Expo Center. And our success group will be there in booth 218 so 218 so stop by uh kyleen my wife is going to be there with me todd and um i believe Corey, todd's wife is making the trip i'm not sure how much time she'll be in in the booth with us but um you've got todd and kyleen and i and our 10 year old lewis is going to be there so if you want to come get advice from a 10 year old <laughs> or just enjoy chatting with a cute little guy um he he will be there hanging out with us too probably back on his iPad or, or, or something like that, but, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And, and so we're looking forward to actually getting to meet people face to face here. Um, if you're in our success group member, uh, we will have a special gift for you there. Um, so make sure you stop by the booth and, and get your special gift for being a member. So we appreciate that. And we'll have some other stuff giveaways for, for non-members as well. And, um, yeah, so looking forward to that. And I think that's about it. Um, I'm presenting at the Condi virtual open house actually while I'm there at DAC. So I'm going to break away for about an hour and a half and head back to the hotel room to present uh, three pricing strategies to avoid and uh, then some alternatives for that. So uh, if you haven't checked that out, you can uh, go over to um, dietrans.com, I think is their website and, and uh, look for their virtual open house that's happening next week. So um, Todd confirmed, yep, the whole fam, one of the perks for the OSG squad. All right, cool. Thanks everybody, appreciate you being here. Hopefully that was helpful and uh, tune in next week. So next week's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, I'm actually gonna be coming live from the booth there at DAX. So maybe do a little walk around of the show, see if there's some other people I can talk to. Probably going to be a little short and sweet, but uh, just kind of a, a quick live opportunity to, to check in and show you what's going on out at the shows. You know, maybe give you a, a look if you haven't been back out to a show yet. And now that uh, the pandemic's starting to wind down, you know, I know a lot of states have opened back up. 
We'll see if they start closing back up again. But for now, we're going to get back out there and, and, and do as much as we can um, in out in the world. So we'll give you that sneak peek and, and show you what's going on if you haven't been able to make it back out yet. So tune in for that next week. And uh, then the following week after that, um, we will be talking about um, 99% is a bitch, 100% is a breeze. So stay tuned for that. It should be a fun conversation and uh, a great, great way to look at the things that we're committing to in our lives. So, all right, um, that's all I've got for you. So thanks everybody for tuning in and I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.